Hey, this is Nick Romolini, and welcome to another episode of the roughly 90 to 95% blank, blank page. I want to talk about some things today, and eventually I want to talk about an encounter with Nathan Fielder. But first, I want to talk about my fraught mental state. Yay! So, of course... Now, after getting a little momentum with these things, of course, now I can't stop wondering if I'm just in the midst of a manic episode because I've wondered about that in the past and I'm really excited and enthusiastic about this. And then I crash and I question whether I'm crazy or whether I'm performing or becoming a caricature. And if this is just a temporary bout of mania before I get depressed, but it like very clearly could just be part of having ADHD and my, my neurodivergent brain. <laughs> but in any event, let's follow this thread a little bit. It reminds me a lot of the time that I went to Kansas City, which some people know about, probably most don't. And everybody thought that I was, I'd lost my mind. I was like 23 at the time. And I'm not going to get too much into details right now, but I got to save something for the book. I was rapping at the time with a friend and I've since scrubbed all of that from the internet because I kind of was being an asshole to people because I was just in a whole other realm of existence and I felt pretty ashamed. And, um, and so I took them down from the internet out of uh, shame and embarrassment. And, and to be honest, they were, they were pretty good. I mean, we were, we were pretty good. My friend was probably a better rapper than me, but I think we were pretty good actually. Um, and I wasn't that cruel. I just, I said some mean things about some people who I'd felt hurt by at the time. And I think I was just embarrassed that there were raps that I had made that were on the internet. Like, I don't know. I think maybe it was, it like triggered a memory of a period in my life that maybe I wasn't most proud of. Also at the time I was sending these email correspondences to like dozens of people that were giving people updates on my life since I had gotten to Kansas City. And I've reviewed some of those emails um, since that time. And I can understand how people thought that I had absolutely gone off the deep end. And while I don't want to get too much into that period of time in my life right now, I think the important parallel is to recognize that I thought at that time that my conduit of creativity was most open and that I was my own artist in its purest form. And I wonder if some of that is true, um, even though outwardly it seemed like I was really struggling and I think a lot of people were afraid for my well-being. And I, I I don't that's not the case now. 
But if I'm, but I'm like, I don't know. I think a lot of people are able to move on from periods in their life and compartmentalize them and not reflect on them laboriously, endlessly. And I need to reflect back on different periods of my life often, both as a barometer for where I am now and to better understand the journey that my life has taken and why I was where I was then. And so I guess that's part of what this is. And so in this present moment, I guess I'm just afraid that this isn't real. I'm afraid that this enthusiasm isn't real. I'm afraid that my excitement for it isn't sustainable. I'm afraid that I'm a little delusional and that I'm a little untethered by my excitement for it and the fuel that other people's enthusiasm is giving me. And I just want to be really fucking honest about that. I want to be honest that sharing myself publicly in this way I haven't done in a really long time to this degree and it's scary and it makes me wonder if my feet are still on the ground but I feel good I feel good I think this is connecting with a lot of people I have my wits about me I think I'm sane no one around me has questioned my sanity I'm the only one who's been doing that so I'm gonna keep going but I want to be honest about it I also think about that time that I recorded a podcast with Mars like eight years ago, probably maybe nine years ago. Fuck. It might've even been 10 years ago. Jesus. And we were excited. We were like, let's start a podcast. So we set out a time he's on the East coast and I'm always thankful that people stay up late for me on the East coast. Um, and I remember like I'd written notes for myself cause I was like, I gotta have profound thoughts. Like I need to be able to talk about, this new grizzly bear record in a way that's really clever and shows how thoughtful and smart I am. And I had a bottle of bullet bourbon. Maybe it was rye. That might've been when I was drinking rye because I thought rye was, <laughs> we only drink rye old fashions now, but I remember I drank a ton. I think he drank a ton. I don't think I've ever listened to the thing in its entirety, but Maybe one day I'll release that, actually. I'll have to check with him to see if that's cool. But um, but this is different. This is just me. I'm just here with this microphone looking at this waveform as it grows larger. And I just, I'm in a different place in my life. And I think it's hard to accept that sometimes for me. And not always match things back to the hardest times in my life or the closest comparison you know, sending deranged emails in with weird syntactical choices to dozens of people from my past. I mean, I'm not doing that now. I'm doing this, which is its own form of nudity and vulnerability. But I feel more in control and I do feel more grounded. So I think I'll leave it at that. So one of the things that you get used to living in LA is that no matter where you are, at any moment, you could look up and there could be a famous person next to you. And one day I was at the rec center with, I think, both the kids. I think it was like sometime in 2020. And I look up and chasing a little kid around, well, very awkwardly, is Nathan Fielder, who 
I'm a big fan of it. At that time, Nathan for you had come and gone. And, um, and I was a big fan of his comedy style. And so I said hello in the way that you play it cool when you just say hello to a famous person in LA because, you know, you don't want to be starstruck or make them feel uncomfortable because they're just also trying to live their lives. Now, later, when, when Nathan for you's new, Nathan for you, later when Nathan Fielder's new show came out, the rehearsal, and he revealed in that show that, he was single and didn't have kids. I was like, what the fuck was he doing at the playground that day? But I don't know. It could have been part of maybe, maybe it was part of him practicing how to be around kids for that show, which by the way, the rehearsal is a great show. Nathan for you is an absolutely fantastically irreverent and bizarre, hilarious show. I would recommend both of them because I know you're here for the for the recommendations. But anyway, so a few weeks later, after seeing him at the rec center, I was out for a walk with Louie and, um, and he, and he pauses at this corner a few blocks from my house and he starts pulling dandelions. Now I look over the fence of the house that we're standing in front of and I see Nathan Fielder's unmistakable head and haircut. And he's walking towards his, gate to come out of his gate and we're right on the other side of his gate and Louis picking dandelions so he picks one and he tries to blow it but it comes back into his mouth and his nose somehow and he's like ah dandelion you know whatever that's not what my child sounds like but you get the point at this moment Nathan Fielder's gate opens up and Louis like in a fucking state because he has dandelion up his nose and his mouth and Nathan Fielder is presented with this man and his child right there and Louis immediately yelling to him he's like look hey I, I tried to blow the dandelion and it got up my nose and in my mouth and Nathan for you is all you know Nathan for you asking he was like oh yeah I'm not sure if that's the recommended way to blow a dandelion <laughs> that's my best Nathan for you impression and then we just kind of walked away. There's not really a punchline in that story. Except that last night, <laughs> we went for a walk. We went for a family walk. And um, the baby Francis, he's, he's not, I guess he's not a baby. He's a little over two now. But he's potty trained, recently potty trained. And so when we're out and he needs to pee, he pees on a tree if he has to. And... While we had been trying to get Louis away from doing that for the last few years as he's, you know, almost seven at this point. We're trying to not be so hard on him about peeing on a tree when his brother pees on a tree. So we're out for our walk and we somehow end up in front of Nathan Fielder's house again. And my wife mentions to Francis that if he has to pee, pull down his pants and go on a tree, which... Louis takes as his cue to go over to the tree in front of Nathan Fielder's house and begin urinating on his tree. And Samantha notices that there's a nest camera there. So she goes to block the point of view from the nest camera to Louis. And Francis goes over to the tree and he starts peeing on the tree. So now both of my sons are nude from the waist down, urinating on Nathan Fielder's tree. And I'm reflecting on the fact that both of my sons are nude from the waist down and urinating on Nathan Fielder's tree. And I realized that 
the Nest camera probably has audio and Nathan Fielder can probably hear me reflecting on the fact that both of my kids are nude from the waist down and urinating on his tree. And then they pulled up their pants and we walked away. I don't know. It just felt like a story that I needed to tell because um, it's kind of funny. I don't know. It's weird talking into the void, guys. But I can't stop now. So, um, subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. 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 <laughs>